Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Yeah, welcome along. It's the Friday episode. It's a bit late because we've been on tour all week. We're a bit knackered. We've got other commitments that are more important than this uh, that need to be dealt with. But we're here and, you know, ready to help you propel yourselves into the weekend. Mm. Uh, how are you feeling, Sam? Because I've been... My head's been mashed since we got back from yeah, the first leg of the me tour. Me too, really, really tired, really tired. It, and I've come back because, like, it, obviously, when yeah. you're on the road, you neglect your other work. And I had other things that I was supposed to be taking care of. I got back and I've just flown into it and I've gone. Yesterday, I, I had to go to bed in the middle of the day planning on a nap. I was asleep, mm. I was asleep for three hours, mate. Three hours? Yeah. That's not a nap, is it? That's proper That's sleep. That's a proper that. sleep. And That's then, a proper sleep. But this morning, I don't feel any better. I've been exercising no. this morning, like at 8am. That didn't make me feel any better. That made me feel worse. So mm. I don't know, man. I don't know how. I think we need to start taking a nutritionist, a personal yeah. trainer, a shame, yeah. a shaman for my spiritual needs and yeah. your spiritual needs. All of this stuff. On do you, do you think... Do you think we're going to need to start having maybe like vitamins injected or pumped into our oh, anuses? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. While we're on the road. I want to get someone on the road to blow vitamin pills up my bum hole with a McDonald's straw. <laughs> oh, you can't use them anymore because they're, they're made of paper now. Yeah, no, I'll get, they, them, I'll get them to do it with a metal straw. I'll get them to do it with a metal <laughs> straw because it's more robust anyway. Right. They call okay, that a reverse that Stevie Nicks. Yeah. It's up, up the arse, but it's good for you instead it's, of bad for you. It's good for you rather than bad for you, yeah. I, I mean, I think the problem that we've had is that Basically, if anyone's come to see the shows this week, they'll know this. We basically leave everything on that stage. We really there do. Is, we leave it all it, out there, don't we? We totally do. There's no sinew left unstrained in that uh, hour and I'm 20 not minutes. Joking, like, you've been do. doing this um, like running challenge over the last few months, right? So you've got, yeah. you've improved your fitness. And I was thinking about it, I was thinking, you actually, I mean, I, I exercise quite a lot. But I'm thinking, fucking hell, you need to be fit. I mean, if you haven't seen the show, we won't give too much away. But this is not two old bastards sat at a desk. This is two old bastards fucking performing like Legs and Co. on top of the pops in the 1970s. You need sure you, is. you need a decent level of physical fitness to be part of Top Light Time, top light time Machine live. You really do. Well, why do you think I started doing the running challenge? Yeah, I, know. I knew that I wasn't exactly. going to be up to it. If not, you'd be, you, I... you would have. I'm not joking, mate. You would have died. And as much yeah. as that would have been quite good publicity, the thing is, Definitely. if you did drop dead on stage, 
are, I reckon we'd probably shoot to number one for a few weeks and probably be Christmas number one. Yeah. But then, and so I'd make some money out of, I'd probably sell T-shirts and write a book like Andrew Ridgely did called Top yeah, Light Time yeah. Machine, Andy Dawson and Me, right? Yeah. And that would be all right short term, but eventually people would lose interest. I mean, Ernie Wise didn't do that much after Eric Morecambe died, did he? Well, I don't know. You know, I think that people would discover it and then go back and go through the whole back catalogue. So both yeah. you and, and my estate, Your estate would receive bonus income from that for a while. So Because uh, it, it is timeless stuff that we've done over the last 18 months. It is timeless, it? that's so, true. That's yeah, true. you know. But, well, you know, if well you, it doesn't look like you're going to die on stage, but had you not undertaken no, this new exercise programme, I'm pretty certain that you would have died probably definitely by Birmingham you might have even died in Manchester and then what a way and to go. then you would have missed out on that night out which is easily the best night out of the tour wasn't it yeah with Sir John Game of Thrones Sir John Game and of I, Thrones yeah I, in a bar I, I can't pals. remember the name of it but we if we could I'd give it a shout out because it was the refuge the refuge which is linked to a fancy was. hotel in Manchester now we want to know the name of the guy who's the barman that night because he let us. He basically gave us a top flight time machine lock-in because it turned out he was a yeah. fan of the show, yeah. and that was really kind of him. And we had an excellent, excellent time. Yeah, they were going to kick us out, but he, he said no. These are good people. These he are said, good folk. No, these let these, them stay. I know of these men. Yeah. <laughs> they are good men. They are good men. They are noble men. So he let us stay. He basically so talked like a character from Game of Thrones. Yeah. While we're talking about the live shows, let's just give a quick plug because we've got more coming up. Yeah. We are in Brighton on Sunday night. You can't come to that. Sold out unless there's touts outside selling tickets. Might be. Who knows? Then yeah. Monday night, we're in Cardiff at the Glee Club. Tuesday night, we're in Bristol at Hen and Chickens. Come along to that. It'll be brilliant. And then Thursday, we're going to be... No, not Thursday. Friday... We're going to be in Thursk at the Thursk Podcast Festival. Even better, we've just announced four brand new shows that are going to be on in start of February. 1st of February, we're going to be doing a tea time show, 5pm in the stand in Edinburgh. 2nd what, what of February. Of, what day of week is that? What day That's of week? Saturday. I can't even talk properly. What day of week? That's how knackered I am. I can't, I've lost the ability to um, <laughs> Day of week is a Saturday. Saturday tea time, that's good. Excellent. Saturday, 5pm. Then Sunday, we're down in London for the very last chance for Londoners to see this fantastic show that we've cobbled together. It's the same show. If you've been to see it before in London, it's the same show. So it's got, a bit about ghosts. it's got a bit about ghosts in it now. Are we going to do that for the London crowd or not? Yeah, a little bit extra in it. All right, you have a little uh, extra. If you're interested in ghosts, definitely make an effort to come, even if you hate the rest of the show. Yeah. Monday, the 3rd. Uh, due to popular demand, we're going to Leeds. Yeah. And then Tuesday the 4th, we're in Nottingham. And that's the Glee Club again there. And the Leeds one's at the wardrobe. So, yeah, tickets available for all of those. Get Have a look on tftimemachine.com. Uh, links to all the tickets there. Get yourselves along. You will not, and I repeat, not regret it. Ah, uh, what else has been going on? You know what? We forgot to catch up on the predictions from last yeah. weekend because we didn't do a proper Monday show this week. So we'll have yeah. a quick look at that. Uh, woof! <laughs> Eight points for you, Sam. Wow. Um, including two correct scores. Fucking hell. What were they? Wolves 2, Villa 1. Yes. And uh, Charlton 2, Millwall 1. Oh. oh, no, you get six points for that. Yes! 
Oh, Double fuck. points for a correct Millwall result. Love uh, it. Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Results what? does. What? Oh, yeah, no, only you if you get West your Ham. own score, yeah. If oh, I got West Ham correct, that. yeah, I'd get six Ooh. points. Oh, yeah. my God. And, of course, you said that West Ham would draw 1-1 one, one at Burnley. <laughs> and of course, you lost 3-0. Yeah, you, you know, in my defence, each week it hasn't... I haven't been quite clear on just how shit West Ham are because it's crept up. Have you ever had that with Sunderland? You haven't realised it doesn't dawn well, on you until th- now. This, this must, you must have had this with Sunderland. I've had it with West Ham lots of times over the years and I, I bet most people who, who support, you know, sort of traditionally quite rubbish teams like ours mm. have this thing where you, you start off and as you know, I, I thought we were going to win the league. And I did. I mean, that wasn't a joke. I did think that. I was, it was August, the sun was shining, it, exactly. the nights and days we'd, were long, you know, made, every, everything was possible. We'd made a couple of very, what seemed like exciting signings, and I was just, <laughs> I couldn't, I just thought, we're going to win the league. And then I continued to think it, and then I sort of downgraded after a few games, saying, oh, maybe we'll just get in the Champions League. And then when mm. we, we, we lost a couple, I thought, well, oh, we've got to really work on our consistency. That's what you tell yourself at first, you think. Mm consistency's our problem and someone asks you like what about West Ham you go well we're brilliant one day and then we shit the next and you just don't know what West Ham are going to turn up but if we work on our consistency I reckon we'll have a decent season right <laughs> and then you think things like well we've got a couple of injuries but once we've got them back then we'll have a decent season but then the results get worse and then the performances mm. get worse and then there's a moment where you think Oh, right. And I know, and I'm very confident in this prediction. It's not like when I predicted winning the league. Because I'm. there's one thing I'm experienced in. It's seeing yeah. West Ham teams be shit. Yeah. And there was a moment against Burnley, and I thought, oh, I see. We're actually shit. Mm. We're not inconsistent. We're not... <laughs> we don't have a problem with injuries, <laughs> Right. It's nothing like that. There's not a problem in the camp, right? There's none of these other excuses. We are a shit football team. We thought we were good, but we're not. We're shit. Uh, Mm. And it's very simple, really, when you're shit. That's all it is. People look for, like, elaborate explanations, but really it's just like we've got a shit team, which means there's a collection of players, not enough of them are good, and as a Mm. collective, they're not good enough. But on top of that, we have a goalkeeper who is the worst goalkeeper I have ever seen at a professional mm. level and that is it, well that I genuinely uh, mean that yeah you didn't see Lee Camp playing for Sunderland last season then right because that was next level that really? was psychedelic watching Lee Camp playing in goal and Birmingham have got him now at first he was alright for Birmingham but now Birmingham fans are getting in touch with me on an almost daily basis saying please take Lee Camp back Fucking and I'm like hell. you know I think we only had him on loan anyway hang on a minute what really are they thinking they're in the division above you so you got relegated with him in goal and he was notoriously <laughs> shit and yeah. then after you've gone down Birmingham think oh we'll have him he'll do for us he'll, yeah, yeah he's good that, I mean it was, wasn't so much that he was good I think he was very available I mean honestly though budget. honestly this Roberto I don't know if you saw the goals he conceded against Burnley but one of them <laughs> he literally threw it into his own net I mean, I did, yeah. that is not a that is not a joke. He came out for a corner. It was very yeah. easily. It was a very easy corner to collect. And he what wasn't he, challenged at all, what, was he? He wasn't he challenged. Just... So what he did was he jumped up. It was a fucking easy one. He could have plucked it out one handed. He jumped up and sort of volleyball style whacked it with both of his big paws directly into our goal, yeah. unchallenged. And that's yeah. when you're thinking, hang on, someone. I mean, it's almost like you think it's a. 
I mean, you think, what's going on there? There's something weird going on. But no, well. <laughs> it's not just him. Yeah, and I put it in the newsletter, but some genius has amended Roberto's Wikipedia page, which if you subscribe <laughs> to our newsletter, if not, why not? It's tinyletter.com slash TFTM, I think. Or you just subscribe to it via our website. And I po- I posted it in there. And someone's amended Roberto's Wikipedia entry to say that he is widely believed to be Millwall up to their old tricks. <laughs> I mean, it has got the stench of Millwall about it. But yeah, yeah. I think there's a, I, I, you know, I'll say it now. I think that I've amended my early season predictions of us winning the okay. league. I now think unless there is a swift and radical change at the top, mm. i.e. get rid of Pellegrini, who obviously is just, lost the plot, he's too old mm-hmm. and disinterested, then we will probably go down. Pellegrini's hair's the indicator. I've said it before, his hair has gone limp and lifeless, and that, yeah. that's the indicator. It's, it's the kind of the opposite of when Roy Keane was at Sunderland, and when he was on the brink of a sort of a period of insanity, the yeah. beard would grow. Yeah. And you knew the insanity beard would come along, and that was an indicator of his mood. With Pellegrini, it's the opposite. It's the floppy, lifeless hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- you're fucked as long as he's there. Because basically. his hair is all, it operates almost like a penis, in as much as when it's excited mm. or stimulated, yeah. it, it grows. It's proud. It becomes turgid. <laughs> <laughs> right like when we beat united i could see it growing as as yeah. and then at full time and the full time whistle went it just sort of popped into a what would you call it a pompadour he almost looked like um brian connolly out of sweet circa 1974 he did feather cut or who, now who was the guy the flop, isn't it <laughs> who was the guy who stray man said was his uncle is it Denny Hegarty or something? Den Hegarty from, Den Hegarty. from Darts, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what Den Hegarty's hair was like. I just suddenly, he popped into my head. I wanted to mention him because we haven't mentioned him in a while. Yeah, we um, haven't, have we? <laughs> which is a shame because we try to remember to. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, you're right. His hair's gone flat and lifeless. He's not interested. He's got. He's going to get 20 million if we sack him. Good luck to him. What? I don't, I don't resent is that, that. Is that legit? Yeah. Fuck because me. that's how long he's got left on his contract and he's something like the third best paid manager in the league after Klopp and Guardiola. And, and is that, it was that just from his initial contract when he first signed? It wasn't yeah. an extension no, he was no. given after doing we all signed right him, We signed him because he'd gone to China and obviously in China they play silly money. So mm. we had to get him back. And he, you know, I think on reflection, he thought he was done with proper football and he, he was yeah. pretty old. He'd achieved a lot and he sort of thought, fuck this, I'm going to China because that's just basically a retirement plan and they were paying him loads of money. and Save Sal- up enough to buy himself a place in Lorette de Mar. Yeah, he's, he's got his eye on a there. nice rig, get all the yeah. plumbing sorted so it's wide enough to take toilet paper and yep. then that's him. Home cinema rig, one of those lazy boy chairs, of course. bingo. But he gets the call from David Sullivan. Hello, it's David Sullivan, owner of West Ham United. <laughs> One of the greatest football clubs in world football. And also the Dirty Bags. <laughs> I also do dildos, if you're interested. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I want you, Manuel Pellegrini, to come to the Academy of Football and revive our fortunes after years in the wilderness of being complete shit. Will you do it? And he's like, ah, oh, this and that. Because he's like, <laughs> he, he was very this and that because there was no way any British club 
Even City would match the wages he was on at Chelsea uh, uh, in mm. China. China. So we, so we, so I think you know Sullivan talked him into it and said, "Come on, it's one last hurrah." And they offered him not as much as he was on at China, but a shitload. So they got him in on this contract. He brought in all his own people. He appointed his own director of football, which sort of defeats the point, doesn't it? Because they go, mm. we're getting a director of football, by the way, to handle your transfers for you. And it, you'll be working under him. And he goes, OK, it's fine, but I want to choose what? who it is. And it's my <laughs> mate. So he appointed, <laughs> he appointed his mate, who's the bloke who'd been the, done the same job at Malaga when he was there. And they wanted someone else. But Pellegrini made it a deal breaker that he got his own guy. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Jalapeño. So he got this guy, and between them, just the fact, you take everything else away, everything else that's happened... Just the fact that they signed this guy, Roberto, to me, is a sackable offence. Just that. Forget yeah. everything else. And so we, we've got to pay him 20 million quid. And, you know, I like the bloke. And he obviously was a good man during his day. But I don't. I question how motivated he is at his age on that sort of money and how much the players are responding to his methods. So, you know, it's the club's fault for putting him on that contract. They're going to have to pay him 20 million quid and let him go to his rig in Lorette de Mar. And I'm very happy for him. Yeah, he's done and a proper job on you, hasn't we, he? Well done. Yeah, good. I, I applaud him. I'll applaud him out of the ground. <laughs> I'll, uh, well, you get, just want Bielsa, don't you? I just want Bielsa. That's all I want. We'll never get him. <laughs> I said it before. I said it on Twitter and all the Leeds fans get annoyed. As if by me saying something, it could make it'll it be, happen. It'll happen. I'm just saying I would like it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying let's make this happen. He wouldn't leave Leeds. I, doubt, I very much doubt he'd leave Leeds. Um, but obviously, I think most people, most of the three percent, i.e., the decent people of Britain, if yeah. they support any football club, they would obviously want Bielsa to be their manager. If not, yeah. if not, you're an idiot. I ought to see him in the Premier League. Which might not happen with Leeds. He's the best manager well, in the world. You got to have him. Every club wants him. West Ham won't get him, but that is who I would want. And I tell you, I don't want. But loads of people say, "Oh, we got to get him." Fucking Eddie Howe, that miserable trainee police cadet of a man, isn't he? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's such a police cadet. He's not for cadet. you, is he not? He's just a police cadet, isn't he? Oh, hello, well, he'd mate. He played good football, would he not? Remember at bar- it, when we used to say, what would they be like at a barbecue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, what do you do? Oh, you're the husband of someone who my wife works with, are you? Right. What's your name? Eddie. What do you do? I'm a training police officer. Right. <laughs> what'd you go into I'm the, what'd you go into that for, change. mate? 
because I enjoy law and order and discipline and enforcing rules on society. Right. I used to be middle management in local government, but I thought as though I needed some kind of more of a challenge as I approached my middling years. And I, I moved also, over at the police I, force. I crave authority and power. Yeah. <laughs> I was bullied at school, you see, and this is my form of revenge. Oh, I've got a bit of a penchant for violence, so, uh, yeah, I thought I'd leave local government and go into the police force. Mm. Going very well, yeah. The thing is, there's a lot of scum out there on our streets that needs eradicating. All right, all right, mate, calm down. I can see where this is going. Fine, you're old, Bill. Conversation over. I'm going over there. Try and speak to someone more interesting. Speaking of scum, do we need to talk about the Birmingham incident the other night when we were on tour? Yeah. Well, we don't want to give them the oxygen of publicity, but at the same time, Mm. I think we need to make a general point about the sort of people we do and don't want to see at our shows. Now, whoever you are at our show, you're going to get abuse because what do you expect? You listen to the podcast, you read our newsletter. That's what we're going to give you for a laugh. But, you know, on the whole, even though we might not show it, we do respect you because you're like part of the 3%. But if you turn up, fall asleep in the front row, even that is forgivable. I don't care if someone falls asleep in the front row. Fucking hell. I've fallen asleep in packed football stadiums before because I've been too pissed, right? I'm asleep in myself. But if the security gut come and say, the female security team come and say, politely, and by the way, Andy's seen the footage, so we know for a fact exactly what went down. Would you mind moving to the back? Because it's a bit off, you being fast asleep in the front row. And your mates immediately start squaring up to the security. Yeah, squaring up, uh, calling her a councillor state bitch, I Which think it was. I, wanna, I did ask for clarification on exactly what he meant by that and what his problem was with councillor state people. Um, but as soon as I started making inquiries, he locked his account. Mm, So he gave it, and I thought that was funny. We've seen him, or you've seen him, giving it the right big one to these um, security women. Uh, I've seen seen footage of him getting right in the face of the security woman in a way he would not have dared to do if it had been a fella. Yeah. And and to be honest... The female security staff and... The female manager of the club. And we're not uh, in any way suggesting that. You know, these people are professionals. I'm sure they could have, you know, if things had got real, I'm sure they would have um, been able to handle themselves no problem. Um, And, you know, they're probably just as good as any male uh, security brief. But he obviously, I don't know, he's probably got a problem with female authority figures. Yeah, Uh, and can't take his drink. Can't take his drink. Problem with women. Problem with people off of council estates. By the way, I'm off of a council estate, so if you don't like, if you think you've got a problem with that, don't listen to the fucking podcast, dickhead. I think that covers it, doesn't it? Yeah, just don't Pretty turn much. up if you're a knob, right? I know it comes. Yeah. I know this podcast can sometimes come across as like bantankerous and laddish, right? But we're not for cunts. Get it right. There's a fine line. If you don't understand where the line is, listen to some other podcast. We covered this last week, the 3% and the 97%. If yeah. you're in the 3%, you're one of us. Come along. Yeah. Just You, you might be a cunt, but when you're at the show, don't be a cunt then. Yeah. yeah. Got a lid on it. Yeah. Fucking cheeky bastard, by the way. Just lastly, the funny thing is, before we saw the evidence of exactly what had went down and what a bunch of fucking clowns these guys were, plums, really, just fucking plums, can't go out mm. like a bunch of kids, have one too many beers, 
off their fucking tits to come and see a podcast, for fuck's sake. They're acting like they're off to see the fucking European Cup final with their team in it, right? And it's just, all you're coming to see is a couple of fucking dope swearing in a little club in Birmingham. So why on earth you seem fit to get on the piss to that degree? It's beyond me. You must have very, must have very uneventful fucking lives. If, if that's the highlight of your fucking week, us two, right? You've gone mad like it's fucking New Year's Eve. And you fucking ended up swearing at a woman and lobbing a bottle at a comedy club. I mean, you're like fucking kiddies. Um, but the funny thing is, before we saw all of that, he'd fucking got in touch on Twitter, moaning about being thrown out, claiming yeah. to be an archaleptic. Hilarious, mm-hmm. right? And uh, asking, asking you for some free tickets to make up for it. What yeah. a fucking cunt. Yeah. I'll give you your free ticket, mate, but you have to meet me for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we yeah, can talk about council estates. Yeah. Yeah, I think that covers it then. Yeah, all right, I'll shut up. Uh, I think I think the, the lads in question should be sending an email to the Glee Club in Birmingham to the management, yeah. apologising. And if they want to CC us into the email, it's topflighttimemachine at gmail.com. Yeah, good one. I think that would be... The only thing they can do, really, to sort of try and put this right, but there you go, it's up to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> so that's that. Um, did you see in this week's newsletter the that I'd done some research on Sizzler after I kind yeah. of... I tried to I tried to undermine your uh, mention of Sizzler in the last episode. So I looked him up, found a picture <laughs> of him with Barry Grant, and I'll be honest, mate, I went into... We probably don't have time now, but I went into, uh, what would you call it, a wormhole. A sizzler wormhole or a uh, brookie wormhole. It was sort of more... It, it, first, it was a sizzler wormhole, and then it turned into a Barry Grant wormhole. And <laughs> I hadn't thought about Barry Grant enough in recent years. But some of his antics are fucking sensational, to the extent that I almost want to do... A short run of Barry Grant deep dives. Yeah, Barry Grant deep dive. <laughs> Did yeah. you read about it? Like the thing in the newsletter, how he fell in with Sizzler was because he shagged Sizzler's wife. But not only that, he he soiled Sizzler in the process of shagging his wife. He soiled Sizzler's best dressing gown. So, oh. So Sizzler said, "Right, you've got to pay this debt off by working for me and doing odd yeah. jobs," which is a funny way to react to someone having sex with your wife, isn't it? Mm. Uh, well, I'm not happy about this. Like, we're not gangsters, so in our case, it would be like, well, I'm not happy about this, but you're going to have to help me out with some of my VAT returns. And I'll do some predictions for me. you got to do some predictions, and also I want you to do the newsletter next week because that takes up quite a lot of time. Um, and if you do that for a few weeks, we should be all right. He, he uh, Sizzler says to Barry Grant, okay, listen, there's this um, arcade that I want to buy. I think he might have been in the winning business. Oh, on the coins. He said, I, "I want, I want you to buy. I want to buy this arcade, but the woman who owns it, she's um, holding out on me. She oh. won't. She won't. Um, she won't sell. So, so he goes. So I want, I want you, Barry Grant, to go and convince her. And he goes, but, but seducer. No, what he asks him to do, he specifically briefs him. He goes, this is what I want you to do. I want you to kidnap her dog. Right. Oh. This is on Brookside. It went out at what eight o'clock on Channel yeah. Four. Right. Yeah. This is how mad this was. This was in the eighties. He said, I want you to kidnap this woman's dog and I want you to chop its head off and then send it oh, to her in the post. Fucking hell. Right? And the episode ended with Barry Grant <laughs> having kidnapped the dog with a big fucking knife with the dog held down 
and the knife raised about to behead the dog. And then and have the, you watched this on YouTube? I haven't watched it. I've just seen it described, but I'm going to go on to YouTube and try and watch it because oh, then man. what happened was the episode ended. There were 200 complaints, which I think is quite mm. small. When you think of how I got banned from this morning just for talking about some Italian men shooting a cat. Yeah. Right. This was Channel 4, though. Smaller audience. Yeah, I suppose so. Think about but it. They got 200 complaints, and then in the next episode, it was revealed that Barry couldn't go through with it. All oh, right. But it just made me think, fucking hell, Brookside was insane. It was brilliant. It, it was, was brilliant. madder than The Sopranos. Do you know what I mean? Sizzler, Sizzler wasn't even the guy I was thinking of, though. There was a bald one. There was right. one of the totally bald head and he was a proper scouser Sizzler was from the south Sinbad not Sinbad no No, who was the guy who was the uh, black guy who um, owned a pizza joint Mick one of Vic and Bob's I don't know if you know the comedy pair in Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer but Uh, they're funny should have come up on YouTube have you ever seen it when they did Jimmy Corkill and Mick and it was on Shooting Stars, that wasn't it? I oh, think. that was it. Yeah. When he gives, when Mick gives Jimmy one last chance working in the pizzeria, and he goes, <laughs> "Right, this is your last chance, Jimmy. I'm going to ask you, what? <laughs> this is your last chance. I've got to test you if you want a job here. What goes on a Hawaiian pizza?" And Jimmy Corkill goes, "Ah, oh, right, cheese, yeah, tomato, yeah, um, pineapple, yeah." And uh, Hedowin. Oh, Jimmy, man. <laughs> Every time. You mucked it up again. <laughs> Brilliant. Put that in the newsletter next week. Hey, yeah. before we go, we've got some predictions we need to do. Oh, yeah, let's do it. And these are tonight and tomorrow's um, European Championship qualifiers. So, fucking anything could happen here. Right. Well, I didn't finish the, the results roundup, did I? You got eight. I got nine. I also got two what? matches correct. Back yeah. now. Wolves 2, Villa 1, and what was the other one? Boom, 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 boom. Leicester 2, Arsenal 0. Wow. Uh, results, but got 3. No, he didn't. He got 5. I'm just shouting numbers out now. Okay. Uh, so you, you're on 64. I'm on 63. Results, spots on 52. Oh, so, it's so close between us, mate. A cigarette so paper between us. Yeah. Right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, go on. High press. Germany I can't versus, high press this week. Go on. Germany versus Belarus. <laughs> uh, 4-0 Germany. 4-0. I'm going to go 3 0. Uh, Slovenia versus Latvia. I'll do this one first. I ain't got a fucking clear. I'm going to say 2 1 Slovenia. Um, 3 2. 3 2 Slovenia, yeah? Yeah. Okay, next one Switzerland versus Georgia. Ooh. Um, 2 1. 2 1 to Switzerland? Yeah. I'll go 1 0 Switzerland. Northern Ireland versus Netherlands. I think that'll be 3-0 to the Netherlands. Um, God, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll say 4-0 to the Netherlands. 4-0 to the Netherlands. And finally, Armenia versus Greece. Armenia versus Greece. Oh, uh, 1-0 Greece. 1-0 Greece. That feels like a 0-0 to me. I've got to go 0-0 for that one. Right, that's the predictions. They are now locked in. Uh, that's about all we've got time for. Do you want to quickly book, uh, plug the big issue that's out on Monday, Sam? Oh, yeah. On Monday, my interview with um, Noel Gallagher is out in a big issue. I've got to say, this is not, you know, this is not my usual brand of arrogance because it's nothing to do with me. To be honest, I went and met Noel Gallagher, pressed record on my phone, and he did the rest. So 
I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass. I just wrote it as a Q&A. It's got very little input from me, but it's one of the most extraordinary interviews I've ever done. And if you read... What's weird is, this year, in my fucking whatever, 23rd year of being a full-time journalist, right, I've done two of the best interviews ever, and they're both with men called Noel. Yeah, well, that's, that's weird. The I think the, you, I the universe yeah. is showing me a pattern here because yeah. you know, as as you'll remember, the Noel Edmonds interview was quite something. Uh, Noel, Noel Gallagher is obviously not nearly as strange, but mm. he is as outspoken. So try and pick up a copy of the Big Issue on Monday just to help the homeless, if, if for nothing else. And exactly. also uh, the new Eamon Holmes podcast we've been making, which is called A Pint with Eamon and the Gaffers, starts on Monday. You can download that. And his first episode is him in conversation with Martin O'Neill. It's very funny. There we go. And we'll try and get in touch with Noel from Hearsay. Yeah. And pop stars. Oh, yeah. I'd love to speak him to him. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. All right, thanks for listening. Come to the live shows because they're fucking great. And they we're are. out on the road again from Sunday. Uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekends, everyone, unless you couldn't. CTFN. Just rest. Just rest. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.